my life. Sacrifice, hustle pay the price. Wanna slice, got to roll the dice. That's why all my life I've been grinding all my life. Look, all my life been grinding all my life. Sacrifice, hustle pay the price. Wanna slice, got to roll the dice. That's why all my life I've been grinding all my life. Look. What up, what up, what up, what up? Welcome back to the Ball Don't Lie podcast. This is your boy Dexter, your host, the one and only, the one and only. Welcome back to another show. I'm glad to have you guys back. Game two is kind of crazy, right? I mean, people out here really roofing, talking about the Revs won us the game. Come on now. Don't don't settle to that. You know what I mean? Come on. We, we can talk about what happened in game one as well with the Revs. But I ain't calling about the Revs. Yeah, they made some dumb ball. Some dumb plays, some, 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 some dumb calls. I give you all that. But that's not the reason why the Celtics lost. Don't don't revert to that. But, hey, we're going to go ahead and, you know, we're going we're gonna to dive into this. We're going to speak about it. You know what I'm saying? We're going to keep it real 100. Because all I do is keep it authentic out here. I mean, I keep it real, real in the field. But, yeah, man, you know, game two is kind of wild. I mean, obviously, I knew you had to bounce back. I knew the words would bounce back. I mean, like, I was kind of worried about how they're not being worried, like I said, in game one. But uh, as far as how they came out in the beginning of the game, I felt pretty good. And I can't wait to kind of speak about this. But, yeah, man, if, you, if you're new to this channel, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Hit that bell notification. Every time we drop a video, you get alerts to your phones, your tablets, your laptop, all that good stuff. And thumbs up if you can because it does help out the channel. It pushes the, the videos on top of the content. So if you enjoy basketball, you enjoy basketball content, this is your channel to be at. I'm over here on YouTube, IG. Etc. So uh, all the links will be in the bottom as well. If you're on the audio route, I've been saying this before. All the links in the bottom. You can catch me everywhere on the audio around the podcast and all the social media outlets: Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, wherever it might be on the screen over here. Hey, how about your boy? Ball don't lie. B a l l n t d n t l i e. Yeah, man. But it was pretty crazy what happened in game two. So all my Boston fans out there, man, just pipe it down a little bit. Y'all lose one game and y'all here crying and wolfing about the refs, this and that. It's either A, you really, really believe y'all not gonna win this NBA Finals. Because if that it, that's how y'all feel right now. We lost game one, and I'm mad about how we, as far as the Warriors, how they reacted about benching Steph Curry and how they got blitzed in the fourth quarter. You, you understand? Jason Tatum, Jaden Brown. Those guys have never dropped 40 points in the fourth quarter since they came in the league until game one. Al Horford never had that kind of game. Like, the team was untouchable. They were, like, they were scorching hot. It's, it's hard to repeat that. So, for me, I'm over here thinking, like, yeah, man, I don't know how this is going to work again in game two. But we'll go ahead and break this stuff down to you, man. So, like I said, man, this is about game two, what happened, and I'm going to help break down what happened, what's going to happen in game three. So... Let's talk about from the beginning. First quarter, they're on the rip, right? Jason Tatum, right? Janet Brown, both cooking, right? They both got 13 points each in the first quarter. But what killed them? What killed them? I mean, killing the whole entire the whole entire game was turnovers. Turnovers was the recipe to disaster for the Boston Celtics and for Jason Tatum and for Janet Brown and the rest of the gang. They both scored 13 points each in the first quarter. But they had seven turnovers, which led to the Warriors 13 points. They scored 13 points off the seven turnovers. I mean, I'm going to go ahead and break down the turnovers and what happened later on in the game, but 
You cannot win games like that. When you in double digits and turnovers, especially you have seven in the first quarter, it's not a good sign. And if you start creeping up damn near 20 turnovers a game, it's hard for you to win because most teams will score on your turnovers. So the Boston Celtics have an issue. They had the same thing in the last series. I think it was game five or six. They had like 20 turnovers or 18 turnovers. Against Milwaukee, the same thing. And those games, they lost. And obviously in the Warriors game, game two, they lost. So the Boston Celtics, you cannot trade twos and threes with the Warriors. That's for damn sure. But you can definitely not give Warriors any hope in turnovers because they score. And they do score in bunches. And they hit you with the bang. You know, like, what's his name, Mike Green? Pause that for a second one time, man. Three-pointer. Bang! Bang! It's good! That's what you hear from Mike Breen. Because he's on the ABC set talking about that. Hey, Jordan Poole, you shooting from where again? 39 feet. Three-pointer. Bang! Bang! It's good! That's what you hear. That's what you hear. So, obviously, you cannot turn over the ball to the Warriors because they're going to score quick, right? So, what, what really killed these guys... What really separated them, because you got to understand, game one, they're up by two. The Boston Celtics are up by two going into halftime. They're down by two in game two going into halftime. But we all know what's coming. This third quarter barrage is not something that's brand new. It's not a It's not like it's a hidden secret. Everybody knows what the Warriors do in the third quarter. I told you what happened in game one as far as, you know, the recap. They kill you in the third so you don't come back in the fourth. Okay, the Warriors can do it in the second quarter. They can blow your ass out in the second quarter. But there's two more quarters to play. So it's hard to sustain. And the Warriors can do it. But it's hard to sustain keeping the team from not scoring or catching up for two, two more quarters. So they do this in the third. Man, they kill you. They kill you, man. They really do. They kill you emotionally, mentally. The fourth quarter, you're just done. Like, you can't catch up. Because that's what happened in game two. They blow you out in the third quarter. And then what, what happens in the fourth quarter? Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, Jason Tatum, Al Horford, Robert Williams, all sitting on the bench. And obviously you had energy guys like Pritchard and you know uh, uh, Derek White and you had uh, uh, Williams as far as, uh, what's his first name? I forgot his first name, but you know what I mean, right? A little big dude, a little baby, baby Davis 2.0. Yeah, that guy. So they have energy guys to come in, right? And they try to cause some ruckus and some chaos, full court press. But that's not going to phase the Warriors because if they really want to go back to the main starting five again, they will. Steph Curry never came back in the fourth quarter. Dude left in the last minute of the third quarter never came back. Klay Thompson, where you at, Klay Thompson? I mean, man, we got to put an APP alert for you. We got to put you in the back of a milk jug. You know, a missing persons report. Like, where are you, bro? There's no way. And I'm putting the music down for one second. There is no way in hell the Golden State Warriors will win the NBA Finals with Clay playing this pathetic. We are so lucky to tie this series on 1-1 with Clay literally out there struggling. You shoot for 4 for 19 from the field. You struggle in game one. I know you come off an injury. You play pretty good in the Western Conference Final. You play pretty good in the playoffs. You have to show up. In Boston for game three and game four. There is no ifs, no buts about it. And everybody knows that. Clay knows it. But I expect him to show up. Because Steph Curry, Wardell Curry, obviously so far in two games is averaging damn near 30, 30 plus points. 
He's going to be, obviously, unanimous MVP if he wins the championship. Ain't no going to be no Eagle Dollar Part 2 again. This ain't going to be Clay Thompson, Jordan Poole, uh, Gary Payton, uh, Wiggins, Looney. Nah, Draymond, nah. This is going to be Steph Curry's final MVP. He's gonna, finally going to get it. So going back to what I'm saying, right? The Warriors came out with physicality. I watched the game one all over again. I watched the highlights. I see what they did. They blitzed them. They, the, the Celtics came down pushing these guys around. They pushed Wiggins like he was a child. They pushed uh, uh, Kevin Looney like he was a nobody. They were punking Draymond Green in a sense, like moving him around the block. Like you can't. So Draymond came in game two. Obviously, he caused a lot of chaos. He got a technical foul. Everybody in Boston's world, anyone who's rooting against the Warriors, think that when Draymond fouled uh, Jalen Brown for the three and his legs were hanging on his head for about a second. And Jalen's like, get the heck off me. You want your damn legs, right? And then you have Draymond obviously reacting how he always does. You really think they're going to give Draymond Green a, a, a second technical ejection out of a pivotal game two? We know what happened in NBA Finals a couple years back, four years back, five years back. What it may be against LeBron James in the game. They suspended Draymond for game five when the Warriors up 3-1. And everybody still believes that if that never happened, it's over. So you're now about to suspend Draymond Green for a foul. And then what are you supposed to do? How are you supposed to react? So anyways... You, got, you guys out there really believe he should get ejected? Because if that's the case, that's what y'all wishing for, right? You want a dude to get ejected so y'all can win the game. I want to play against the best players on the court. No ejections. How about that? But going forward, the Warriors by physicality. I can show this game clip over here. This is a little, this is a little clip. Draymond just bullying everybody. Marcus Smart. The Williams brothers. The two Williams brothers. All right, man, that's what I call them. Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, even got the coach a technical. Even got the coach a technical. But yeah, going forward, right? So obviously, Draymond Green, big ups to you. You, Gary Payton, uh, Gary Payton a second. Wiggs, y'all brought physicality. Y'all came to play. That's what we need going through the whole entire NBA Finals. We don't need y'all to play soft. Anyways, man. So what really separated the Warriors in the third quarter, like they always do, when they go on runs, bro, these runs ain't no, like, simple runs. They literally blitz through you. And they hit you with all kinds of shots, right? So, 19-2. That their, their third quarter, what really killed them, the Boston Celtics was a 19-2 run. They went on a 19-2 run. Y'all caught a timeout. Y'all put the white flag in. Y'all said, hey, get the jet ready. Hey, pack your luggage, man. We out of here. We're going to Beantown. We're going to Boston. That's what basically what happened in the third quarter. So let me read this to you. 92 run in the third quarter, obviously led by who? The GOAT himself, Wardell, Steph Curry, right? So the Warriors were plus 21 in the third quarter. Warriors led by 23 points going into the fourth quarter. Once again, game one, they go into the fourth quarter leading by 12. Game two, they go into the fourth quarter leading by 23. Game three, I mean, can they keep it up? Can they go by what? 30-something, because every, every time they go up, the, the league is bigger and bigger every time they go into the fourth quarter. Yeah, but like I said, so the the recipe for the Golden State Warriors and how they've been 
so dangerous as, as a dynasty, as a franchise for so long is because they kill you in the third quarter. They blow you out. And like I said in game one, teams that cannot sustain that blow, that run, they collapse in the fourth. And that's what we just saw in game two. Going into game, I'm sorry, going into the fourth quarter, the Warriors up by 23 points. I mean, that biggest lead was like damn near 30. And they say, you know what? We're done. Tatum sat. Deanna Brown sat. And I, 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 Tatum should have sat a long time ago. Because since the tip, until the time he sat down, his plus minus on the court was negative 36. <laughs> negative 36. I think that's by far his worst negative plus game ever in his career. And that just shows you. Every time he trades his basket, every time he scores, it's on non-assist plays. So let me say that again. When majority of the points that Tatum had in game two, majority of his points came off of non-assist plays. So that's going to hurt you in the plus and minus, especially if you're getting a, the team is scoring on you on, on a high clip on the opposite side. So there he was trading twos for threes, or Boston was trading twos for threes. At the same time, how can three starters, how can Boston's three starters Combine for six points. And I get Robert Williams. I give him a clear pass. Like, I give him more cred as far as playing. Dude just came back from a reconstructed knee surgery just months ago. Dude just banged up his knee in the last series in Miami, even including in, in Milwaukee in a sense. Dude's not healthy. He was questionable for game two. He only played 14 minutes. Not because of the Warriors small ball. It's because he don't have it. And I'll be surprised. And let me say this again. I'll be surprised if Robert Williams finishes out the NBA Finals going forward. He might play another game or two, whatever it may be. But I don't think he's going to play the whole entire thing. He is hurting his team. Because when he's in the game, he's limited to what he can do. Obviously, he got a couple blocks in here and there. But we all know Robert Williams being healthy is a dominant force. Dude's dunking, getting offensive rebounds, blocking shots, switching on defensive picks. I mean, the dude is that great. I'm not great, but he's very solid. So obviously he gives you two points. I don't care about that. He's injured. Al Horford, you you won game busters on game four. I mean, game one in the fourth quarter. Alone, I think he had 12 points in the fourth out of the 26 points you had. What do you do? You get two points? I think he only took like a few shots. Marcus Smart gives you two points. He only scored the two points in the first half early. I think it was in the first quarter. Didn't score again. They bring in Pritchard. So I, I, I'm starting seeing that they're playing Pritchard down the stretch and then Marcus Smart. And obviously, game two is a blowout. But game one, they used him in the fourth quarter. I didn't see Marcus Smart play in the fourth quarter at all. So, and then you have, yeah, so those three guys, Marcus Smart, Al Horford, Robert Williams, all give you combined six points. You can't win like that. Derek White didn't show up. He gave you 12 points. And obviously, th those 12 points is, is better than zero because he's coming off the bench. He is your guy off the bench like, that you need scoring from. But if we, if the Warriors keep them, the starters in check, I don't know how the Celtics can overcome long term. Because you got to understand, NBA playoffs, NBA finals, the first game, you figure each other out. Regardless of who wins or loses. 
you kind of fill your niches. Okay, see where they play at because you don't really play each other in the whole entire year. You play two games. And like I said, those two games they didn't matter. Scratch them. One game was in uh, in Boston in sometime in November, December. The other game was in March, and both teams were not really fully there. So by game three, game four, then you start really knowing who you really are. That's when you start seeing a separation. And most teams are really good throwing blows back and forth, right? Throwing haymakers back and forth. They go to game seven. In game seven, I don't care what experience you have. It's who shows up and who doesn't. Experience does not come into that factor. Yeah, to get to where you're at right now in the NBA Finals, it does. But game seven is who's hot and who's not. Who's making shots? Who's missing shots? Who's turning the ball over and who's not turning the ball over? Who's diving for the 50-50 balls and who's not doing that? Who's actually trying to get the offensive rebound? Hustling and who's not doing that? That's what happens in game seven. So we'll see what happens. I project this is going six or seven. And obviously, I'm going with the dubs. I'm not being biased. I just really believe they're the better team. They're the better team than the the Boston Celtics. Because those guys can go eight deep, nine deep. It don't matter who gives you points. One day, it might be Jordan Poole. The next day, it might be somebody else. It might be Wiggins. See, for us, we can always find a third or fourth score that can give us 10, 12, 15 points each. Right, but those guys in Boston, you literally have to rely on Al Horford. That's it. If Al Horford doesn't come through, you're not winning. Because we're not gonna Marcus Smart. I get it. You can give me two points, you can give me 18 points. It's here and there. But Al Horford is a separator, he's the one that makes a huge difference for the Boston Celtics. Anyways, so obviously the Celtics. They killed themselves. They shot themselves in the foot. They got 18 turnovers in the in the game. I think seven in the first and like six or seven in the in the in the third quarter. That transitioned to 33 points off of turnovers by the Golden State Warriors. I think that was like the second, or they tied for the second of uh, uh, 25 years or 25 NBA Finals for 33 points off of turnovers. The Warriors obviously are so good at smiling blood. And when they do, they go for the kill. I mean, if you look at it, the Warriors, in a sense, even though they shot threes here and there, I think Steph Curry was 5 or 12 from the three-point land. But they killed the Celtics inside the paint. They killed them inside the paint. They out-rebound them. And they killed you in the paint. They scored 40 points out of the, I think, Boston had 24 points in the paint. They had 40 points in the paint. 40. What guys we have that's posting up besides Looney? Wiggs is going inside. Clay's going inside. Jordan Poole's going inside. Uh, uh, who else? Draymond Green's going inside. Gary Payne II is going inside. Yeah, we have guys that are just saying, you know what? We're going to go inside and mix it up a little bit. But yeah, Tatum, man, 9 36. That is tough, right? So Curry had 29 points. He, you know, obviously he dropped 14 in the third quarter. That was the majority of his work. Obviously, like I said, they always show up in the third quarter. Poole had 17. Obviously, the him coming up, man. Woo! Poole going crazy, right? <laughs> Halftime. Oh, bang! Run that clip for me one time. Golden State has a lot of time. Poole with the ball. Launches.
That's crazy, man. Hold on, hold on. Let me. Mike Breen saves for me one more time. Pulls up three pointer. Bang! Bang! It's good. Yeah, man. That's how you do it, man. It's a pool party out here. Who wants to join the function? Pool party? Yeah, I'm. Uh, Y'all welcome to come for sure. But uh, yeah. So this is a crazy stat for you guys. Listen up. Here it is out. Just listen to what I gotta say, right? The Golden State Warriors dominated seven quarters out of eight quarters so far in two games. Seven quarters out of eight quarters they have dominated. Obviously, we know how good Boston can be in their crowd, but they're dangerous on the road. So I want to see how the Boston Celtics can bounce back in Boston. And I'm pretty sure they're going to come out you know, they're going to watch game two tapes. They're going to see how Draymond's antics are and how they're playing. The team's been playing physical and stuff like that. But that's like the first phase of the first quarter. After that, it's, it's back to basketball. So we'll see how. And they're obviously, they're young. They, they have to go through the gauntlet of, you know, ups and downs, adversity and stuff like that. But, hey, I expect Boston to come out. Come out with some, some edge, some vengeance. And we'll see where we'll go from there. But, yeah, so obviously, so the Warriors outscored the Celtics 73 points in the third quarter compared. So, sorry, sorry. We're running that back. The, the Golden State Warriors outscored the Celtics 73 to 38 in the third quarter in two games. 73 to 38. So, if I was the coach for Boston, we had, and I've been saying it. I said it in game one when we lost. You have to keep the Warriors away from the third quarter. You have to let them score in the first quarter and go crazy, and then you got three quarters to you know kind of play your game and catch up and obviously win the game if you're Boston. But you cannot get blown out of the third quarter. If you do, it is very hard. So far, you're one for one. First game one, you catch up to the to the fault of Steve Kerr. Second game, Steph Curry even come back in. That's how bad it was. But the Warriors are so dangerous. The reason why the Warriors are so dangerous is because in this postseason, every time they had lost, and they didn't really lose a lot of games. I mean, they're nine, they're nine and one at home, or ten and one at home. When they lose, they're five and zero after a loss. The Warriors, when it comes to the Warriors losing a game in the playoffs, they're five and zero. Like they know how to bounce back after a loss, and these guys don't really lose games more than once or twice in the playoffs like that. Obviously, the 3-1 comeback, I give you that. But majority of their bulk of their work, they have never lost more than two games after a loss or two games in a row, period. So, for the Warriors, they're dangerous. They know how to do it. Klay Thompson, can say, has to catch up. He has to do better than that. Four for 19, that's unacceptable. Tatum scored 21 points in the first half. Pretty much shut out in the second half, eight points. And obviously, they came most of it in the third quarter. He didn't really play in the fourth quarter. Celtics combined for 11 for 41. In the second and the third quarter, 11 for 41. A lot has to do with the defense of the Warriors. I don't want to hear this nonsense about, oh, the refs saved us, the refs did this in, in the third. You cannot say that. Yeah, they made a couple bonehead calls. I give you that. That doesn't explain for the 19 turnovers. That doesn't explain why the Warriors blitzed you in the third quarter again. That doesn't explain why you shot... 11 for 41. There's so many other things in the game that hurt the Celtics. I get it if it's a close game and, we, and the Boston Celtics barely lost and that would happen. Yes, I'll give you that. That's not what happened. 
obviously fans don't dissect the game the way I have, like the way I see it. No disrespect, but I rewatch with everything I say, and I'm not biased. There is bonehead. That ref should never call that foul on Jalen Brown on the second foul. Should never called it. He didn't touch Gary Payton a second. I'm on your side on that. Venoms, we'll see what happens in game three in Boston on Wednesday. Until then, may y'all be safe out there. It's going to be crazy. I'm telling you, this is going to go six games. Six minimum games or seven. So we'll see what happens. Stay tuned. More shows to come. Man, hey, man, like I said, hit the like button, thumbs up if you can. Holla at your boy, man. Y'all be safe. Peace.